0: Hey everyone, welcome to this episode about how you can start your journey to self-discovery. This season's theme is self-care and understanding yourself, and knowing why you are the way you are is a critical step towards taking action to improve your life. Why? Because sometimes we do things and we don't really understand why, for better or for worse. When you understand yourself, then you can move forward and make choices that fulfill you as a person. Gaining clarity on who you are is also extremely energizing and empowering. So this episode is about a journey, but a journey to the heart, soul, and overall self. Now, I am not a therapist or a psychologist, and I am not claiming that my methods will help those who need professional guidance and help. So please, if you think you may need some professional help, that is perfectly normal and you should not hesitate to connect with someone. What I'm going to share with you today are the steps that I personally took on a journey to self-discovery that I found extremely helpful. I finally understand why I am the way I am, what I value and why, and what I don't value and why. And I am also going to share some excellent resources that helped me along the way. Hello, and welcome to the Wander Mom Diaries podcast. In this show, a Wander Mom is defined as a woman juggling all the things, but still has the desire to stay ambitious and find adventure in life no matter what obstacles come her way. You will hear interviews that focus on adventures you can do with your family, along with episodes packed with helpful advice to hopefully make life a little easier. Whether you are looking for a simple getaway to a nearby park or a trip around the world, this podcast is here to help, support, and guide you to where you want to go and who you want to be. I'm your host, Mandy Kramer, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, Wonder Moms! Thanks so much for letting me be a part of your day today. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners, and I hope you gain some awesome takeaways for yourself in today's episode about the journey to self-discovery. So, first off, why is it important to know who you are? Well, for me, I was going crazy not knowing what to do with my time and what direction I should go in in using my precious free time. For you, you may just be curious. The reasoning behind you wanting to know more about yourself isn't so important, though. What's important is that when you gain insight about who you are at the core, it can create a lot of clarity for any future decisions you make, big or small. You understand why you do certain things, why you're interested in one thing but not another. You understand why you do certain things, why you're interested in one thing but not another, what fills you up, what drains you and why you put yourself in certain situations in life. There are three main things I combined to gain a whole new perspective when it comes to self-awareness, and the whole process took about two weeks. Number one was journaling. Number two, personality tests. And three, involving friends and family. The first thing I'm going to talk to you about is journaling. Not everyone listening is a writer, but maybe when you hear the way I do it, you may start to think that it could actually be doable for you. I do not journal in diary mode. I don't write daily. I write when it feels right. When I need to think something over, make a decision, organize my day, or just document the bazillion ideas that come to my mind each day, that is when I quote unquote journal. I have a thick multi-subject notebook for all my ideas. The different sections include work, podcasting, health and wellness, projects, and craft ideas. In my time before kids, I used to find fun, travel-friendly notebooks where I could jot down all my ideas... And actually, during my time in Sweden, I think I filled up multiple mini-journals, actually. I realize now I adapt my journaling to my life. In Sweden, we were always on the go. I was barely ever home, and I liked to pack light, so small travel notebooks were perfect. I also didn't have as many responsibilities, so all of my ideas could pretty much flow in one notebook. Now I'm mostly at home, I have a lot going on in my mind and in my life that I want to keep organized, so a huge five-subject heavy notebook is working out quite well. But when I dig up those old notebooks, it's fun to look back and basically hear myself in the past. I know what I was thinking at the time, how I was feeling, and what ideas I did or did not follow through with, and why. But a blast of the past isn't the reason I journal. It's actually really healthy for me to get what's in my mind out and documented somewhere outside of my brain. I realize when I do this, it gives me permission to breathe and conserve mental energy and holding on to the idea or thought that I would be worried about forgetting. Journaling was my first step into my journey to self-discovery. If it is something you've never done, then start today. It's as simple as going to the store, splurging on a fun notebook that fits your personality, buy some fun new pens, and give yourself the time and space to just think. Arming yourself with pen and paper allows you to start breaking down problems or issues that have been bothering you. Maybe you want to document some recent celebrations or what you're grateful for. Maybe you are ready to dive into self-discovery and purpose. For me, it started with getting out of my head, and I did that by transferring it to paper and walking away until I was ready to revisit. If journaling sounds interesting to you, but you're at a total loss as what to write down, the next step is going to help you start filling out all those pages. The second step is personality quizzes or assessments. There is no shortage of personality quizzes and psychological assessments you can take on the internet to help make sense of why you are the way you are. I've done one with work that involves colors, but the ones I'm about to share with you help me so much. You can save some time for yourself and just start with my recommendations. First, I did the Enneagram test. There are nine numbers, and you usually have a sub number alongside your main number. I took two Enneagram tests to see what the results would be depending on the source. I'll link those in the show notes. I recommend this because some sources gave more details and insight. So just play around and see what different sites have to offer. All of these assessments can and should be found for free. Uh, So if you find yourself needing to pay for your results, just move on to the next provider. Once I got the results from the Enneagram test, in my journal I wrote down the numbers, but I also wrote down everything in the descriptions that resonated with me. Situations where I was like, oh yeah, that is totally me, or thinking, wow, now I know why I keep doing this in my life. I make sure to write all of those notes down. You'll see strengths, weaknesses, and compatibility with other numbers in your results. I documented as much as I could. Write it down. I find when I write things down, I process the information better, way more than just printing out the information and sticking it on my desk. If you're curious about my results, I was mainly the Enneagram 3, which is called the Achiever, with 7 as a second, which is called the Adventurer. And then I also had 4 and 8 as uh, 3rd and 4th place. You may find that you are a combination of different numbers, and that's totally normal. That is why I wrote down everything about each one so I could start piecing myself together all with the different aspects of my personality and really be digging into each number and drawing out what resonated with me. I know that there are many other well-recommended and highly used self-assessments, but the Enneagram worked pretty well for me, and you are welcome to try others. Then, from a podcast I listened to, I heard about what a sparkotype was. You may have heard of archetypes, or if you're in the world of branding, you may have heard of brand archetypes. They are basically a persona that businesses cater to to attract or appeal to a certain target audience. The sparkotype, however, is a concept that was developed by Jonathan Fields. He spent 10 years researching about what lights people up, what drains them, and then matching their skill sets and personalities all within the same assessment. This was my favorite assessment because I could completely connect and resonated with almost everything in the description of my results. Your sparkotype allows you to realize what lights you up inside, and then what it also does is it gives you your anti-sparkotype, which is pretty much the things that drain you or dim your quote-unquote spark. You can take this assessment for free at sparkotype.com. What I also did to get a lot more insight because I was so invested in the results because... Well, they just felt so accurate. I wanted to hear more from this uh, Jonathan Fields, and I actually bought the audiobook. Though full transparency, the book is advertised in helping you know what to do with the information, but I felt like that was a very small part of the story um, and not that effective. But what I loved about the audiobook was all the details and stories behind each sparkotype and, of course, listening to what mine were. After taking the sparkotype assessment, I saw that, number one, my main sparkotype was a scientist. That was one of the sparkotype choices, but it's not because I'm a science teacher. It's because I love problem solving. My shadow sparkotype, which complements your main sparkotype, was the maker, which totally makes sense because I also love creating things. In the book, you learn about what different common pairings are, and you learn about other sparkotypes. And if your friends and family take the assessment, then you can instantly get a better understanding of where someone is coming from or why they are the way they are. So, of course, write all of this stuff down. That journal that you didn't know what to put in, now you have plenty to start with. But this step was truly eye-opening for me in realizing why I am the way I am and why I choose to do certain things and avoid other things. It also allows me to understand my choices and my reactions to things in the world And I feel like knowing this kind of arms me with the ability to make smart decisions that would positively impact me and avoid things that could wear me down. Finally, the third step in this journey is the hardest. It's kind of like reaching that last few meters on the mountain, but it was really interesting to puzzle everything together. Finally, the third step is the hardest, but it was actually one of the most interesting parts. I encourage you to talk to five to 10 friends or family members and or family members and ask them what words come to mind when they think about your skill sets. What are you good at? Or maybe just three words that describe you. This is a real test of vulnerability, but I did this. I journaled all the words and color-coded and circled all the patterns I could find And then I would reflect and look at my notes about my personality tests and my spark type. And honestly, it was fascinating to see how everything was starting to connect and intertwine within each other to create, well, my personality. It was really hard to reach out to people, but it was also very rewarding to get feedback and opinions and just feedback that was completely separate from what was going on in my head. It helps validate your thoughts, or maybe it sparks some new ideas or insight. In general, I just highly recommend this step for everybody. All right, so you've got a lot of homework to do. I've given you three steps to your journey for self-discovery, but I promise it's fun. I was very engaged with this idea, and when I dived in, I felt like I had a whole new understanding about myself in a very short period of time, and you can too. Of course, you can go more in depth with more assessments and analysis. And as I mentioned earlier, if you are truly struggling with self-identity and need professional help, please get it. I am not a therapist or psychologist. This was just my techniques that worked well for me. And even though there's surface level, I find it a great place to start for anyone who wants to know themselves better. I hope you make the time today to go shopping for a fun notebook and pens Start your first personality quiz tonight. Make a list of five to 10 people who you can text tomorrow about those three words that come to mind when they think of you. And I'd also love your feedback on your journey. Tag Wander Mom Diaries on Instagram or Facebook and tell me what your sparkotype was or your Enneagram results. Thanks so much for listening on this episode about self-discovery. It was a very fun journey for me and I hope the same for you as well. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend. Thanks so much. taking the time to join in on this episode on the wander mom diaries podcast if you're enjoying this show then i would love it if you could tell one other person about it it's super easy to discover no matter what device you have just go to www.wandermomdiaries.com at my website you'll find the podcast episodes and the blog posts that match up to the episodes you've listened to all of my links are in the podcast description, so you don't need to worry about memorizing it, but it's best to share this page with a friend you think will enjoy the show because you can listen in on all the episodes right there from your browser. You can even subscribe with your preferred listening apps through that page. It would be absolutely amazing if you could share this resource with one other person today. We are all here to help each other, so if you're a fellow Wander Mom who would like to share your story on the podcast, Reach out in the DMs on Instagram at Wonder Mom Diaries, or you can email me at wondermomdiaries at gmail.com. I would absolutely love to hear your story. Thanks again for tuning in and don't be afraid to explore away Wonder Moms. Hello and welcome to the Wonder Mom Diaries Podcast. Today you'll be hearing Kaylee's story. She's an IVF mother who did a lot of research to find the correlation between infertility and environmental toxins and was surprised to realize how much was out there that was harmful. So she took action, cleaned out her house, and had success with the fertility treatments. After the struggle of trying to find gender-neutral, safe clothing for her little one, she took a giant step towards entrepreneurship and created her own modern gender-neutral baby boutique called Nick and Ori. If you're listening to this and have struggled with fertility, we have linked Kaylee's blog in the show notes where she shares her journey of struggle in trying to become a mother in hopes that you realize that you're not alone and there is support for you. We touch on how environmental toxins have been connected to infertility. And if you want, you can dive more into what you should or should not have in your home by going to www.ewg.org. Don't forget to check out the links to her socials so you can explore her adorable, safe, and sustainable clothing company. She even offers a 15% discount to anyone listening to this podcast. Just use Wander Moms 15 at checkout. I hope you enjoy this inspiring story of a resilient entrepreneur mama. Hello and welcome to the Wander Mom Diaries podcast. In this show, a Wonder Mom is defined as a woman juggling all the things, but still has the desire to stay ambitious and find adventure in life, no matter what obstacles come her way. You will hear interviews that focus on adventures you can do with your family, along with episodes packed with helpful advice to hopefully make life a little easier. Whether you are looking for a simple getaway to a nearby park or a trip around the world, this podcast is here to help, support, And guide you to where you want to go and who you want to be. I'm your host, Mandy Kramer, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Wander Mom Diaries podcast. My name is Mandy, and today I have Kaylee, who is an in vitro fertilization mother or IVF mom who realized the many toxins that surround everyone daily. She did a lot of research to find the correlation between infertility and environmental toxins. So she took action towards entrepreneurship and creating her own modern baby neutral baby boutique. Kaylee, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, could you please let our listeners know a little bit about yourself? Like where are you from? Uh, what, how's your family? And all that good stuff. I am from Brighton,
1: Michigan. I actually went to Brighton High School. I am 33 years old. Um met my husband in Brighton as well. Um, He's from the Ann Arbor area. I was working and he sat at my bar. I was bartending at the time and he asked me for my phone number and I never really give it out, but I figured (laughs) what the heck I could use a free dinner (laughs) and the rest is history. I mean, we, uh, we connected right away. He's, there's an 11 year age gap. um, So it's just, really nice to meet somebody who is stable and grounded and funny and handsome and just had everything going for him. Um, so I was kind of swept off my feet. So after that, we eloped after a year. Um, we uh, we wanted to start a family and took us about five years. And we uh, realized that there may be something to look into. So about three years in, we started um, looking into fertility issues that uh, could be causing us to be having trouble conceiving. And that led us to the road of IVF. And we worked with a great team um, at IVF of Michigan and Ohio uh, with Dr. Shama, who if anybody is struggling at all, I 10 out of 10 recommend uh, Dr. Shama, the nurses, the staff, everybody is just absolutely wonderful.
0: Great. Thank you. And can you tell us a little bit about uh, your your son? How old is he and all that good stuff?
1: Nicholas is going to be two at the end of February, and he is I can't he is amazing. I mean, that's a complete understatement. He is hysterical. He's smart. Mm -hmm. He has his dad's blue eyes and long lashes as all boys get those long lashes that us (laughs) girls crave. (laughs) Um, He was a hefty 9.5 pounds at birth. So, um, and I am a very petite person. um, (laughs) So that was interesting. I uh, ended up having to have a C-section because of the size and, um, I really, I really tried hard to, to you know, labor, but they just said, yeah, he's not, they're not, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but he has just been an incredible joy to everybody around us, especially because he was born. So he was born February, twenty fifth, twenty twenty, and then two weeks after he was born, it was kind of when the world shut down. Right. I mean, to have a baby that you've waited for, for. Five years, and then you just so proud of this cute little being that you made, and you just want to show them off and share with the world, and everybody that's been along for the journey too just couldn't wait to meet them. We kind of like the world stopped, so it was it was hard at first. I'm not gonna lie, and you know you have all those hormones and everything with postpartum and. My first postpartum and only postpartum checkup was via a Zoom call with my doctor, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy to think about that, you know, you can't even go to your doctor to talk about anything postpartum because of the pandemic that we were in. But at the same time, it was a complete blessing to have him during that time and time slowed down. So I really got to enjoy every single second Of being with him and soaking up every moment and watching him grow. And I just, I can't even believe that he's gonna be two, (laughs) but I love, I love being his mom. He, he makes me laugh and just brings so much love to everybody around him.
0: That's great. And I can definitely empathize with the whole pandemic, baby. There's so much that was, that was difficult for moms who gave birth during that time, the past two years almost, and um, yeah, and it's just, yeah, we have to give each other some credit <laughs> of getting through this because it was so different than what we've seen other women go through, or even our parents go- went through, you know. So absolutely, um, definitely, definitely have a lot to say <laughs> about that, but um, yeah. I'd like to. Talk about your, your journey as a first time mom, if there's been any like hurdles that you've encountered or um, any struggles that you experienced and maybe how you've overcome them. The biggest hurdle, honestly, I would say is
1: the comparison, everything that you're doing to what other moms are doing and where your child should be at, at what stage. And when your kid's older, they're not going to say, when did you take your first steps? What age did you start sleeping through the night? When were you potty trained? Nobody asks those things when you're an adult. So to have all that pressure from society and to introduce our kids to so much at such a young age, like eight months old to a year old, like, oh, I'm going to introduce letters and stuff to my kid. They're going to do flashcards, which is great. But I just feel like it's so much pressure from society to make sure your kid is doing all these things at a certain age when really they should just be playing and they learn best through playing. And ultimately at the end of the day, Nicholas is healthy. He is happy and he is so loved and to me, that's what a child needs most. So the biggest hurdle is definitely comparing where your kid should be at at a certain age, like how many words he should be saying at eighteen months. You know, yeah, I've had to let a lot of that go.
0: Yeah, I can I so um I so connect with that, especially with the how many words can your child say? <laughs> definitely struggling with the comparison yeah. game there. And I like I I'm a teacher, so I love. The bringing in the letters and the colors and the teachings through play. But um, I'm reading a book right now that's called uh, Einstein Didn't Use Flashcards. I don't know if you've heard of it, <laughs> but. No, but I like the title. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was recommended by our school psychologist, and it's very. It's just basically saying what you've said, um, the importance of play and how to integrate more play into a child's life and how a lot of that is taken away when they start school and they have this formal structure. And I'm really really looking forward to reading more about it and getting some strategies because it is important not to do the comparison game for sure and it's also important to realize like what your where your child is at developmentally and what's going to be appropriate for them at certain times and what's not very appropriate how do you keep society and those societal pressures from kind of entering your barrier
1: <laughs> uh, social media you got to turn it off
0: you, you got to
1: i mean listening to podcasts are great because you hear from real people, you know, podcasts you can put on in the background while you're hanging out with your kid and playing. And I love podcasts. But as far as like scrolling through social media and all those things that you you see, like about kids at 12 months old, this is what they should be doing or what to say and what not to say. Yeah. First of all, they all contradict each other. You'll find something, a post that says to say this, and then another post that'll say, don't say that. Right. So, <laughs> you just have to go with your instinct. So I just, you bookmark the ones that you like, but how often do we go back and read them, you know? And a lot of times to me, the things that I say to my child, like they, they just come naturally to me. And I know it's not the same for other mothers and it's helpful to have those guides out there. I'm not dismissing them at all, but for me personally, I just, I shut off the social media and. You know, I like watching reels every once in a while at night when my kid is sleeping, but it becomes too much. My mom, it was funny. I was changing Nicholas's diaper, and you know how you hold their legs together and kind of push them upwards to to wipe or whatever. She goes, "I saw that you're not supposed to hold their legs like that. It's bad for him." <laughs> I just kind of laughed to myself. I'm like, <laughs> "Well, yep, that's great." You know, I've been doing this for you know 18 months. This is how he's. He's fine. And people have been changing their kids' diapers like this
0: for years. Yeah. So. And then, like, um, what else are you supposed to do? I mean, their feet. Yeah. Are yeah. Get, oh, yeah. Do I need
1: to get a ruler out and measure yeah. each angle that I'm supposed to have <laughs> the leg at while I'm wiping poop?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to get it on me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. Um, I'd like to kind of circle back to your um, IVF journey, how that connects with your business, because you are an entrepreneur. And I'd love listeners to hear about your story behind that and what it is now and where the ideas came from. Um, Yeah. So
1: when we first found out that there were fertility issues, um, I kind of like dove into the rabbit hole of what causes fertility Um, or infertility, I should say. And a lot of it had to do with environmental toxins, which, you know, besides the food that we eat, um, kind of goes with the, the shampoo that we use, the soap that we use, the cleaners that we clean with, um, the clothes that we wear, everything like that. And I never really thought too much about certain things in the environment, um, that could affect infertility, and also, I mean, it creates hormone imbalances. Um, there's it, there's plenty of things out there that we know that cause cancers and things like that. So, got rid of a bunch of cleaning stuff in my house. Anything with a fragrance. I mean, I no longer wear perfume or anything like that. Fragrance is is so 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 bad for you. <laughs> that's one thing I can. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. even like shampoos and soaps and things like that, that have fragrance added to it is, is not good. Um, obviously things that use essential oils in them are totally fine. Cause we, we want that, you know, subtle scent of something, but anyways, um, that led me into, um, When I was shopping uh, for our baby when I was pregnant, we did not know the gender. I said that um, I wanted modern, cute, organic baby clothes, and I was having trouble finding organic, modern, cute baby clothes, um, especially gender neutral. So once Nicholas was here, um, I've always had a passion for fashion. I... Love clothes. Um, I actually used to work at a, a boutique briefly uh, in downtown Milford, and I loved everything about it. Um, I wanted to follow my dream and just say, you know what i I'm going to do this. I tried it. You know, I if I succeed, amazing. If I don't, at least I tried it. So I um, went full force and opened up um, an organic children and baby boutique called Nick and Ori. The Nick obviously is named after Nicholas. It's N I C and then, um, Ori O R I E, which is named after, um, a cat that we have. (laughs) I just really like the name of it. So, um, that kind of, um, that's how the inspiration started was with Nicholas and just wanting to give him the best, um, the best options as far as starting his life, and you know the clothing that he wore. I didn't. I didn't need twenty sleepers if I had five good ones of a nice material that I knew that were safe for him. So that's what
0: led to um, led to me launching Nick and Ori. Awesome. The entrepreneur journey can be quite stressful, or maybe it just came very easy to you. Where there, I like if there's a mom out there who's interested in starting their own. Um, thing. Uh, do you have any suggestions or recommendations for them?
1: Yeah, um, I had no idea what I was doing at all. <laughs> I just knew that I wanted to do it. <laughs> so after Nicholas would go to bed, I'd do research. Um, I'd look up, you know, what it would take to start a business, how much it would cost. I have not um, started my taxes yet. So <laughs> I'll let you know how that goes. Um, but <laughs> that one. Should be interesting, um, but it seems pretty simple. They guide you pretty well with um, with the tools and resources that you use. I use um, Shopify um, as far as my platform, and um, I use LegalZoom to get my LLC. So, but anyways, um, as far as any mom out there that has a vision, you just I you just got to go for it.
0: I also wanted to know if there were any anything, any suggestions or stories? Yes. Um,
1: Well, first of all, I learned about duty tax, which, cause a lot of my stuff comes from other countries. I don't order through fair, which is a huge, um, if you've ever heard of fair, it's a wholesale website where you can order in wholesale. If you have your EIN number, I get a lot of stuff from Poland. One of my favorite uh, brands that I work with is a mom and pop shop based out of Poland. It's They are the sweetest couple and she hand sews everything in her studio. She actually started um, by making toys for her baby and then went into clothing, loved it so much. And her husband actually quit his job to fully support her and her business. And they're slowly starting to become more and more popular. And I'm the only boutique actually in uh, the United States that carry them, but I found them just through through Instagram late at night and scrolling and really reaching out to them and talking personal, personally, like one-on-one with them to really kind of know them, which I think is important if you're going to you know, go into a business is you got to get to the source of, of, of who you're working with and make sure that they're right for you um, so that you don't get burned along the way. And I love supporting them and they support me. But anyways, I would order from them and we were both kind of new to this as far as her selling wholesale and me buying wholesale, but it would ship from Poland and I would pay them, you know, wholesale price. And then maybe like a month later, I would see a bill in the mail from FedEx saying, oh, you owe X amount of money for duties and taxes. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> I was not expecting that uh-huh. <laughs> so now we know a little bit more, um as far as you know, including that in the price, so that it's one lump payment versus just a few like random surprises that pop up. so
0: right, right. so that was something that I learned. You bring in you find people who make the clothes and then you you house them in your boutique, like you order it and then you you house it. Is that kind of the idea? Correct. yes, cool. I,
1: yeah, I don't have a storefront. Um I would love to have a storefront. Just right now it's not the whole working from home, you know, being able to be home with my with my babies is is what I want to do. Um but eventually one day I'd love to have that beautiful baby boutique, you know, with the brick front.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Um so I'd love to. Uh, this is a, a pod- podcast for travel. And I know this this season, um, season two has been really filled with uh, interviewing amazing women like yourself and just hearing stories of overcoming adversities and women empowerment and uh, self-care. So um, I thank you for for joining the show. And I think you've given a lot of value, but I'd love to kind of talk about travel for a bit and ask you if you have any advice for traveling with your kids and maybe share a favorite trip or adventure that you've gone on with your family.
1: So... Given the first year
0: we were shut down, we weren't really allowed to go anywhere. (laughs) But it's so funny because I've actually traveled a lot during the pandemic. So when I ask that question, I don't really think twice. But um, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Any advice is fine. (laughs) We traveled down to Nashville. So we have actually
1: taken a family trip. And it was an eight and a half, almost nine hour car ride. And let me tell you, stickers Stickers were a great idea (laughs) because he had not had stickers before. So he absolutely loved them. I got a big old book of animal stickers that took up quite a bit of time. And obviously, I'm sure every mom has said this, but snacks are your best friend. A lot of snacks. And so he kind of got introduced to the tablet in the car and would watch Bluey, um, which I'm thankful that he likes Bluey because it's a cartoon that I can stand watching. (laughs) I'm anxiously waiting for season three. Um, I haven't checked that show out. I'll have to give it a try. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It is. It's great. There's a lot of life lessons in that show. So and they're short about like eight to nine minutes per episode. So um, you don't have to, you know, it's in like a full half hour. But anyways, um, yeah, so we traveled down to Nashville and he did great. We stayed at an Airbnb and. He loved it he
0: he did not put up a fuss in the car ride at all so That's great it's like a force fear of mine is handling my daughter gets car sick so um oh. it's like like a, a is she gonna throw up is she not gonna throw up is she upset or is she <laughs> it's like very stressful situation <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I would pick flying over the car if I can but um I would love to. Hopefully, she maybe should grow out of it. Maybe when she's not facing the back, you know, when they're facing backwards, maybe that doesn't really help the car sickness uh, feeling. Maybe once she's facing forward, um, we'll be able to take some longer rides. But that's really great that he was so
1: good. Yeah, we were, we did not know what to expect, obviously. And he did, he did awesome.
0: So cool. All right. So, where can uh, people find more about your amazing? adorable clothing line, Nick and Ori.
1: Well, you can follow, um, you can follow us on Instagram. It's N-I-C underscore O-R-I-E. And you can also visit our website, www.nickandori.com. And you can uh, sign up for our emails and subscribe. So any new items and things like that that come in, you get the first to know, or if there's any special deals or sales or Anything like that, it's a great way to stay in touch. I'm I'm always looking for reps. Um, If you've got a little, um, a little, little, you know, a little baby that you um, would love to rep Nick and Ori, feel free to reach out and send a message to me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Um, You can also find us on Facebook if you just Google, you know, Nick and Ori will pop up. So.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I am looking through the profile now and it is, I can, I I think most of the, the moms listening to this podcast is very much their style. So they should definitely check it out, especially the whole like sustainable, uh, the organic, the good quality, um, and safe, Safe clothes, basically, right? yeah,
1: thank you. I think it's important if you pay like you might pay a little bit more, but you're getting a way better quality and again, the gender neutral aspect of it, you're reusing the clothes that are lasting longer, and uh you get a lot of wear out of them, and for sure, like you said, the sustainability, which is huge,
0: yeah, you know, yeah, it really is and um what ages do the clothes go up to, like what size? Uh, right now, we have up to
1: five to six years in some styles, so it really depends. We start at zero, zero to three month, and um, go up to five to six.
0: Okay, so good. I'll have to get something for Kenzie. Yeah.
1: I obviously hope to grow in two bigger sizes once my business grows. It's only been – I launched in August of last year, so it's been eight months since I've launched. Nice. So – Still, still growing it a bit here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think it's been really, it's really nice stuff. Thank you. Well, thanks so much, Kaylee, for being on the show and sharing your story. I'm, um, I think there were a lot of great takeaways and I appreciate your time. Yeah.
1: Thank you for having me. And um, if there's anybody out there too, I want to say that struggling with infertility or anything, message me. Um, you can message me on Instagram. And I am more than willing to just be a listening ear because I know how hard it can be. I've been there. I've been on the bathroom floor crying and I hear you and I see you. So don't hesitate to reach out or find somebody that you can confide in and talk to because you don't have to do it alone.
0: That's so kind. Thank you for offering that. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day and thanks so much for everything. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thanks for taking the time to join in on this episode on the Wander Mom Diaries podcast. If you're enjoying this show, then I would love it if you could tell one other person about it. It's super easy to discover no matter what device you have. Just go to www.wandermomdiaries.com. At my website, you'll find the podcast episodes and the blog posts that match up to the episodes you've listened to. All of my links are in the podcast description, so you don't need to worry about memorizing it, but it's best to share this page with a friend you think will enjoy the show because you can listen in on all the episodes right there from your browser. You can even subscribe with your preferred listening apps through that page. It would be absolutely amazing if you could share this resource with one other person today. We are all here to help each other, so if you're a fellow Wander Mom who would like to share your story on the podcast, reach out in the DMs on Instagram at Mom Diaries, or you can email me at WanderMomDiaries at gmail.com. I would absolutely love to hear your story. Thanks again for tuning in, and don't be afraid to explore away, Wander Moms. Hello and welcome to the Wander Mom Diaries podcast. Today, you'll be hearing Kaylee's story. She's an IVF mother who did a lot of research to find the correlation between infertility and environmental toxins and was surprised to realize how much was out there that was harmful. So she took action, cleaned out her house, and had success with the fertility treatments. After the struggle of trying to find gender-neutral, safe clothing for her little one, she took a giant step towards entrepreneurship and created her own modern gender-neutral baby boutique called Nick and Ori. If you're listening to this and have struggled with fertility, we have linked Kaylee's blog in the show notes where she shares her journey of struggle in trying to become a mother in hopes that you realize that you're not alone and there is support for you. We touch on how environmental toxins have been connected to infertility. And if you want, you can dive more into what you should or should not have in your home by going to www.ewg.org. Don't forget to check out the links to your socials so you can explore her adorable, safe, and sustainable clothing company. She even offers a 15% discount to anyone listening to this podcast just use Wander Moms 15 at checkout. I hope you enjoy this inspiring story of a resilient entrepreneur mama. Hello, and welcome to the Wander Mom Diaries podcast. In this show, a Wander Mom is defined as a woman juggling all the things, but still has the desire to stay ambitious and find adventure in life no matter what obstacles come her way. You will hear interviews that focus on adventures you can do with your family, along with episodes packed with helpful advice to hopefully make life a little easier. Whether you are looking for a simple getaway to a nearby park or a trip around the world, this podcast is here to help, support, and guide you to where you want to go and who you want to be. I'm your host, Mandy Kramer, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Wander Mom Diaries podcast. My name is Mandy, and today I have Kaylee, who is an in vitro fertilization mother, or IVF mom, who realized the many toxins that surround everyone daily. She did a lot of research to find the correlation between infertility and environmental toxins. So she took action towards entrepreneurship and creating her own modern baby-neutral baby boutique. Kaylee, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, Could you please let our listeners know a little bit about yourself? Like where are you from? Uh, How's your family and all that good stuff? I am from Brighton, Michigan. I actually went to Brighton
1: High School. I am 33 years old. Um, Met my husband in Brighton as well. Um, He's from the Ann Arbor area. I was working and he sat at my bar. I was bartending at the time and He asked me for my phone number and I never really give it out, but I figured what the heck I could use a free dinner (laughs) and the rest is history. I mean, we, uh, we connected right away. He's there's an 11 year age gap. Um, so it's just really nice to meet somebody who is stable and grounded and funny and handsome and just had everything going for him. Um, so I was kind of swept off my feet, so after that, we eloped. After a year, um, we uh, we wanted to start a family, and it took us about five years. And we uh, realized that there may be something to look into. So, about three years in, we started um, looking into fertility issues that uh, could be causing us to be having trouble conceiving, and. That led us to the road of IVF. And we worked with a great team um, at IVF of Michigan and Ohio uh, with Dr. Shama, who if anybody is struggling at all, I 10 out of 10 recommend uh, Dr. Shama, the nurses, the staff, everybody is just absolutely wonderful. Great.
0: Thank you. And can you tell us a little bit about uh, your... Your son, how old is he and all that good stuff.
1: Nicholas is going to be two at the end of February and he is, I can't, he is amazing. I mean, that's a complete understatement. He is hysterical. He's smart. Mm -hmm. He has his dad's blue eyes and long lashes as all boys get those long (laughs) lashes that us (laughs) girls crave. (laughs) Um, He was a hefty nine 0.5 at birth. So, um, wow. and I am a very petite person. Um, so, <laughs> that was interesting. I uh, ended up having to have a C-section because of the size, and um, I really, I really tried hard to, to you know, labor. But they just said, "Yeah, he's not. They're not. He's not going anywhere." <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but he has just been an incredible joy to everybody around us, especially because he was born. So he was born February 25th, 2020. And then two weeks after he was born, that was kind of when the world shut down. Right. I mean, to have a baby that you've waited for for five years and then you're just so proud of this cute little being that you made and you just want to show him off and share with the world. And everybody that's been along for the journey, too, just couldn't wait to meet him we kind of like the world stopped. So it was it was hard at first, I'm not gonna lie. And you know, you have all those hormones and everything with postpartum and my first postpartum and only postpartum checkup was via a Zoom call with my doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy to think about that, you know, you can't even go to your doctor to talk about anything postpartum because of the pandemic that we were in. But At the same time, it was a complete blessing to have him during that time and time slowed down. So I really got to enjoy every single second of being with him and soaking up every moment and watching him grow. And I just, I can't even believe that he's going to be two, (laughs) but I love, I love being his mom. He, he makes me laugh and just brings so much love to everybody around him.
0: That's great. And I can definitely empathize with the whole pandemic, baby. There's so much that was that was difficult for moms who gave birth during that time, the past two years almost. And um, yeah, and it's just, yeah, we have to give each other some credit <laughs> of getting through this because it was so different than what we've seen other women go through or even our parents went through, you know? So, um, definitely, definitely have a lot to say about that, but, um, I'd like to talk about your, your journey as a first time mom, if there's been any like hurdles that you've encountered or, um, any struggles that you experienced and maybe how you've overcome them. The
1: biggest hurdle, honestly, I would say is the comparison, everything that you're doing to what other moms are doing and where your child should be at, at what stage. And when your kid's older, they're not going to say, when did you take your first steps? What age did you start sleeping through the night? When were you potty trained? Nobody asks those things when you're an adult. So to have all that pressure from society and to introduce our kids to so much at such a young age, like eight months old to a year old, like, oh, I'm going to introduce letters and stuff to my kid. They're going to do flashcards, which is great. But I just feel like it's so much pressure from society to make sure your kid is doing all these things at a certain age when really they should just be playing and they learn best through playing. And ultimately at the end of the day, Nicholas is healthy. He is happy and he is so loved and to me that's what a child needs most. So the biggest hurdle is definitely comparing where your kid should be at at a certain age, like how many words he should be saying at 18 months, you know? Yeah. I've had to let a lot of that go.
0: Yeah. I can I so um I so connect with that, especially with the how many words can your child say? <laughs> definitely struggling with the comparison yeah. game there. And I like I I'm a teacher, so I love the bringing in the letters and the colors and the teachings through play, but um, I'm reading a book right now that's called uh, Einstein Didn't Use Flashcards. I don't know if you've heard of it, (laughs) but...
1: No, but I like the title.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, It was recommended by our school psychologist, and it's very... It's just basically saying what you've said—the um, importance of play and how to integrate more play into a child's life, and how a lot of that is taken away when they start school and they have this formal structure. And I'm really, I'm really looking forward to reading more about it and getting some strategies because <clears throat> it is important not to do the comparison game for sure. And it's also important to realize like, what your where your child is at developmentally and what's going to be appropriate for them at certain times and what's not very appropriate. How do you keep society and those societal pressures from kind of entering your barrier? <laughs> uh,
1: social media, you got to turn it off. You got to – I mean, listening to podcasts are great because you – Hear from real people, you know, podcasts you can put on in the background while you're hanging out with your kid and playing. And I love podcasts. But as far as like scrolling through social media and all those things that you see see like about kids at 12 months old, this is what they should be doing or what to say and what not to say. Yeah. First of all, they all contradict each other. You'll find something, a post that says to say this and then another post that'll say don't say that. Right. So, <laughs> you just have to go with your instincts. So I just, you bookmark the ones that you like, but how often do we go back and read them, you know? And a lot of times to me, the things that I say to my child, like they, they just come naturally to me. And I know it's not the same for other mothers and it's helpful to have those guides out there. I'm not dismissing them at all, but for me personally, I just, I shut off the social media and you know, I like watching reels every once in a while at night when my kid is sleeping, but it becomes too much. My mom, it was funny. I was changing Nicholas's diaper, and you know how you hold their legs together and kind of push them upwards to to wipe or whatever. She goes, "I saw that you're not supposed to hold their legs like that. It's bad for him." I just kind of laughed to myself. I'm like, <laughs> "Well, yep, yeah, that's great." You know, I've been doing this for you know 18 months. This is how he's he's fine. And people have been changing their kids' diapers like this for years. Yeah.
0: And then like, um, what else are you supposed to do? I mean, their feet. Yeah. yeah. Do
1: I need to get a ruler out and measure each angle that I'm supposed to have (laughs) the leg at while I'm wiping poop? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
0: Trying not to get it on me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's so funny. Um, I'd like to kind of circle back to your um, IVF journey, how that connects with your business, because you are an entrepreneur. And I'd love listeners to hear about your story behind that and what it is now and where the ideas came from. Um, Yeah. So when we first found out that there were
1: fertility issues, um, I kind of like dove into the rabbit hole of what causes fertility um or infertility i should say and a lot of it had to do with environmental toxins which you know besides the food that we eat um kind of goes with the the shampoo that we use the soap that we use the cleaners that we clean with um the clothes that we wear everything like that and i never really thought too much about certain things in the environment um that could affect infertility, and also, I mean, it creates hormone imbalances. Um, there's it, there's plenty of things out there that we know that cause cancers and things like that. So, got rid of a bunch of cleaning stuff in my house. Anything with a fragrance. I mean, I no longer wear perfume or anything like that. Fragrance is is so 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 bad for you. <laughs> that's one thing i can Mm. yeah and even like shampoos and soaps and things like that that have fragrance added to it is is not good um obviously things that use essential oils in them are totally fine because we we want that you know subtle scent of something but anyways um that led me into um when I was shopping, uh, for our baby, when I was pregnant, we did not know the gender. I said that, um, I wanted modern cute organic baby clothes and I was having trouble finding organic modern cute baby clothes, um, especially gender neutral. So once Nicholas was here, um, I've always had a passion for fashion. I, Love clothes. Um, I actually used to work at a, a boutique briefly uh, in downtown Milford, and I loved everything about it. Um, I wanted to follow my dream and just say, you know what, I I'm going to do this. I tried it, you know. I if I succeed, amazing. If I don't, at least I tried it. So I um, went full force and opened up um, an organic children and baby boutique called Nick and Ori. The Nick obviously is named after Nicholas. It's N I C and then, um, Ori O R I E, which is named after, um, a cat that we have. (laughs) I just really like the name of it. So, um, that kind of, um, that's how the inspiration started was with Nicholas and just wanting to give him the best, um, the best options as far as starting his life and, you know, the clothing that he wore. I didn't, I didn't need 20 sleepers if I had five good ones of a nice material that I knew that were safe for him. So that's what led to, um, led to me
0: launching Nick and Ori. Awesome. The entrepreneur journey can be quite stressful, or maybe it just came very easy to you where there, like, if there's a mom out there who's interested in starting their own Um, thing. Uh, Do you have any suggestions or recommendations for them?
1: Yeah, um, I had no idea what I was doing at all. (laughs) I just knew that I wanted to do it. (laughs) So after Nicholas would go to bed, I'd do research. Um, I'd look up, you know, what it would take to start a business, how much it would cost. I have not um, started my taxes yet, so (laughs) I'll let you know how that goes. Um, But (laughs) that one should be interesting. Um but it seems pretty simple. They guide you pretty well with um with the tools and resources that you use. I use um Shopify um as far as my platform and um I use LegalZoom to get my LLC, so but anyways, um as far as any mom out there that has a vision, you just I would you just got to go for
0: it. I also wanted to know if there were any anything, any suggestions or stories? Yes. Um, well, first of all, I learned about
1: duty tax, which because a lot of my stuff comes from other countries. I don't order through FAIR, which is a huge... Um, if you've ever heard of FAIR, it's a wholesale website where you can order in wholesale if you have your EIN number. I get a lot of stuff from Poland. One of my favorite uh, brands that I work with is a mom and pop shop based out of Poland. It, They are the sweetest couple, and she hand-sews everything in her studio. She actually started um, by making toys for her baby and then went into clothing, loved it so much, and her husband actually quit his job to fully support her and her business, and they're slowly starting to become more and more popular, and I'm the only boutique actually in uh, the United States that carry them, but I found them just through through Instagram late at night and scrolling and really reaching out to them and talking personal, personally, like one-on-one with them to really kind of know them, which I think is important if you're going to you know, go into a business is you got to get to the source of, of, of who you're working with and make sure that they're right for you um, so that you don't get burned along the way. And I love supporting them and they support me. But anyways, I would order from them and we were both kind of new to this as far as her selling wholesale and me buying wholesale, but it would ship from Poland and I would pay them, you know, wholesale price. And then maybe like a month later, I would see a bill in the mail from FedEx saying, oh, you owe X amount of money for duties and taxes. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? not expecting that-huh <laughs> so now we know a little bit more um, as far as you know including that in the price so that it's one lump payment versus just a few like random surprises that pop up so
0: right so right. that was something that I learned you bring in you find people who make the clothes and then you you house them in your boutique like you order it and then you you house it is that kind of the idea correct yes cool I- yeah, I don't have
1: a storefront. Um I would love to have a storefront. Just right now it's not the whole working from home, you know, being able to be home with my with my babies is is what I want to do. Um but eventually one day I'd love to have that beautiful baby boutique, you know, with the brick front. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Um so I'd love to uh this is a a pod- podcast for travel and I know this this season um season 2 has been really filled with uh interviewing amazing women like yourself and just hearing stories of overcoming adversities and women empowerment and uh self-care. So, um I thank you for for joining the show and I think you've given a lot of value, but I'd love to kind of talk about travel for a bit and ask you if you have any advice for traveling with your kids and maybe share a favorite trip or adventure that you've gone on with your family.
1: So, Given the first year we were shut down, we weren't really allowed to go anywhere.
0: <laughs> but it's so funny because I've actually like traveled a lot during the pandemic. So when I ask that question, I don't really think twice. But um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Any advice is fine. <laughs> we traveled
1: down to Nashville. So we have actually taken a family trip. And it was an eight and a half, almost nine hour car ride. And let me tell you, stickers. Stickers were a great idea (laughs) because he had not had stickers before. So he absolutely loved them. I got a big old book of animal stickers that took up quite a bit of time. And obviously I'm sure every mom has said this, but snacks are your best friend. A lot of snacks. And so he kind of got introduced to the tablet in the car and would watch Bluey, um, which I'm thankful that he likes Bluey because it's a cartoon that I can stand watching. (laughs) I'm anxiously waiting for season three. Um, I haven't checked that show out. I'll have to give it a try. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It is. It's great. There's a lot of life lessons in that show. So and they're short about like eight to nine minutes per episode. So um, you don't have to, you know, it's like a full half hour. But anyways, um, yeah, so we traveled down to Nashville and he did great. We stayed at an Airbnb and. He loved it he would he did not put up a fuss in the car ride at all so that's
0: great it's like a force fear of mine is handling my daughter gets car sick so um oh. it's like like a, a is she gonna throw up is she not gonna throw up is she upset or is she <laughs> it's like very stressful situation <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah so i would pick flying over the car if i can but um I would love to. Hopefully, she maybe should grow out of it. Maybe when she's not facing the back, you know, when they're facing backwards, maybe that doesn't really help the car sickness uh, feeling. Maybe once she's facing forward, um, we'll be able to take some longer rides. But that's really great that he was so good. Yeah, we were, we did not know what to expect, obviously. And he did, he did awesome. So cool. All right. So, where can uh, people find more about your amazing? Adorable clothing line, Nick and Ori.
1: Well, you can follow um, you can follow us on Instagram. It's N-I-C underscore O-R-I-E. And you can also visit our website, www.nickandori.com. And you can uh, sign up for our emails and subscribe. So any new items and things like that that come in, you get the first to know. Or if there's any special deals or sales or... Anything like that, it's a great way to stay in touch. I'm I'm always looking for reps. Um, If you've got a little, um, a little, little, you know, a little baby that you um, would love to rep Nick and Ori, feel free to reach out and send a message to me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Um, You can also find us on Facebook if you just Google, you know, Nick and Ori will pop up. So.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I am looking through the profile now. And it is, I can, I I think most of the, the moms listening to this podcast is very much their style. So they should definitely check it out, especially the whole like sustainable, uh, the organic, the good quality um, and safe. Safe clothes, basically, right? Yeah, thank you.
1: I think it's important if you pay, like, you might pay a little bit more, but you're getting a way better quality. And again, the gender neutral aspect of it, you're reusing the clothes that are lasting longer and uh, you get a lot of wear out of them. And for sure, like you said, the sustainability, which is huge. Yeah, you know, yeah, it
0: really is. And um, what ages do the clothes go up to? Like, what size? Uh, Right now we have up to five to six years in
1: some styles, so it really depends. We start at zero, zero to three month and um,
0: go up to five to six. Okay. So good. I'll have to get something for Kenzie. Yeah.
1: I obviously hope to grow into bigger sizes once my business grows. It's only been, I launched in August of last year, so it's been eight months since I've launched. Nice. So
0: Still, still growing it a bit here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think it's been really, it's really nice stuff. Thank you. Well, thanks so much, Kaylee, for being on the show and sharing your story. I'm, I think there were a lot of great takeaways and I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And
1: um, if there's anybody out there too, I want to say that struggling with infertility or anything, message me. Um, you can message me on Instagram. And I am more than willing to just be a listening ear because I know how hard it can be. I've been there. I've been on the bathroom floor crying and I hear you and I see you. So don't hesitate to reach out or find somebody that you can confide in and talk to because you don't have to do it alone.
0: That's so kind. Thank you for offering that. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day and thanks so much for everything. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thanks for taking the time to join in on this episode on the Wander Mom Diaries podcast. If you're enjoying this show, then I would love it if you could tell one other person about it. It's super easy to discover no matter what device you have. Just go to www.wandermomdiaries.com. At my website, you'll find the podcast episodes and the blog posts that match up to the episodes you've listened to. All of my links are in the podcast description, so you don't need to worry about memorizing it, but it's best to share this page with a friend you think will enjoy the show because you can listen in on all the episodes right there from your browser. You can even subscribe with your preferred listening apps through that page. It would be absolutely amazing if you could share this resource with one other person today. We are all here to help each other, so if you're a fellow Wander Mom who would like to share your story on the podcast, reach out in the DMs on Instagram at wandermomdiaries, or you can email me at wandermomdiaries at gmail.com. I would absolutely love to hear your story. Thanks again for tuning in, and don't be afraid to explore away, Wander Moms.